classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for its time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic as goth. Florianton will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome to the Great Metal Debate Podcast, the show dedicated to heavy metal bands and fans. This is episode 39, June 2016. You can check in with us via Twitter, at Metal Debate, or if you have something to say beyond 140 characters, send us an email to thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. I'm your host, Gom Thog, coming to you from my dark den of metal iniquity in western Kentucky. Today we're going to check in with podcast friend and Twisted Soul Metal Mark, as well as play a few metal tracks for you. But before we get to that, we want to shout out to friend of the podcast, Reed Mullen of Corrosion of Conformity. We interviewed Reed back in the beginning of May as COC was beginning a tour with Lamb of God and Clutch. Unfortunately, later on that same tour, Reed suffered an alcohol-related seizure, and we at the Great Metal Debate send our thoughts and prayers to him that he gets any treatment he may need, and back to kicking ass on stage. With that said, let's get the music started off with a band that does not tread lightly with their new wave of British heavy metal style. This is Canadian metal act Black Absinthe off their new album, Early Signs of Denial. This is The Wild.
All right, we're coming back from the break. I'm joined by my longtime friend, Metal Mark. Metal Mark, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing excellent there. What's going on? Just uh, sitting here listening to some metal, man. It's a thing to do. Well, I wanted to have Metal Mark on here. And, man, I've talked before about some of the awesome shows we've been to together, man. That Iron Maiden show back in 2000 where you were passed out for most of the show. We've been together for uh, Arch Enemy, but I wanted to talk to you about Pantera because you're the man who introduced me to Pantera. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Pantera's been a, a part of my life. Uh, I love them. They're a great band. Stumbled across them back whenever I was just a, a teenager in the skateboard years. Uh, they came on Cowboys from Hell. Ricky Rackman introduced They got a new band, Pantera, coming up with their debut song on the Headbangers Ball. And it was uh, Cowboys from Hell, and I thought, man, this uh, this band's on fire. Uh, I loved it, the excitement, the energy, the stage diving. Uh, Phil was standing up there, kind of had that uh, devil's dreadlock coming off the front there, kind of like a misfit look. But uh, these guys were rocking, you know, and they're, they're straight out of Texas, so you know they're hardcore. But uh, just on fire, and, and if you recall, I told you and the other guys, I said, and these, this band's gonna, this band's gonna make it. They're on fire, and uh, you know they hit it a good time. That was uh, the time when Suicidal Tendencies was out there doing their thing. Anthrax was coming on strong, and like I said, it was the, it was the, the skateboard years. Whenever if, uh, if you go back a little bit, remember Kyle Perelta, and uh, whenever Tony Hawk first got his start. So it all kind of came in together with uh, thrash metal and uh, and uh, kind of uh, just a grungy hard-hitting uh, sound, but Pantera brought a new sound that uh, nobody else had done, and, and, and that's that, uh, I want to call it that cadence, that military cadence walk. Even their song walk isn't just a cadence beat, but it was, uh, I think Phil summed it up best calling it the groove metal, and uh, I can't say that. right. The, they, they were the fathers of modern groove metal, bands like Devil Driver that, uh, I mean, Brian just saw down in Nashville, I mean, if it weren't for Pantera, you wouldn't have groove metal bands today. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, it's a funny thing. Uh, you know, people, people, they see Cowboys from Hell, and they're like, man, this this band, Pantera, they, they get this awesome album named Cowboys from Hell. But what you really don't realize is, is they started out as a glam band back probably around 1981. And then uh, it was just, uh, you know, uh, Vinnie Paul uh, and, and Dimebag Darrell. Their singer was Terry Glaze, and uh, well, actually, before Terry Glaze, you had Donnie Hart uh, was their original singer. But uh, then Terry Glaze came in from uh, about, about 1982, and uh, he stayed in there about '86, and then he left and formed up with some Tennessee rockers and uh, formed a band called Lord Tracy. And uh, they only had one album; it was the Death Gods of Babylon, and uh, that came out in 1989. And then they broke up in '91, but. Uh, uh, those were the, the original ones, and then uh, about 1982, they brought in Rex Brown. He replaced Tommy Bradfield, the first bassist of Pantera. And if, uh, Pantera, and if you could have seen them, I mean, it was it was the patented uh, spandex. Uh, they, they were all dolled up. I don't want to say they were looking like Poison or Great White or anything, but they, uh, they were. Uh, they didn't have that hardcore look until. You're you're going to make me vomit talking about that kind of glam <laughs> rock crap, man. Well, I, oh. I tell you what, whenever Phil and Samo, he came in, he came in around about 19, 
I'm going to say around, don't quote me on my dates, but around 1986, and they came out with an album called Power Metal, and that was uh, debuted about 1988. That's when you saw Pantera kind of change their sound. And, and, and Phil, he'll tell you that uh, he kind of patterned his singing uh, after, the, after one of the greats, uh, Rob Hofford. Uh, no, yeah. a great who has been surpassed by the amazing Floor Jansen now. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to look that. That's, that's, that's for another show. But uh, <laughs> that's for another show. But i tell you what, uh, those four albums uh, that are out there, like I said, uh, you had Metal Magic, Projects in the Jungle, I Am Night, Pyre Metal was when Phil came in, but then they just uh, they exploded with that groove vibe. With Cowboys from Hell in 1990, awesome. And that's when that's when you introduced them to me, Mark. I remember riding uh, around as a teenager, and you, along with your brother, and you kept playing that Cowboys from Hell album over and over. We were like, "Turn that crap off!" But you kept <laughs> playing it, and eventually we were like, "Yeah, man, that's actually really, really good." It's just a. Uh... Excuse me. I don't know what it was. It just, uh, it was like I said, it was, I keep saying that military term, man, but it just had that cadence and that walk. I mean, when you had the outstanding songs, uh, I'll tell you what, Cemetery Gates, they've done Cemetery Gates, Cowboys from Hell. Every teenager, guaranteed, if you're in the metal scene, you learn how to play walk. Uh, just like uh, when we were younger, you might have laid smoke on the water or, or, or an ACDC thing. Nowadays, man, these these kids are cranking out walk. Uh, Pantera's got awesome songs. I mean, songs that just you got the drive and the march, like I'm Broken and Five Minutes Alone, or uh, Mouth of War, are my personal personal favorite. Primal Concrete Sledge. Uh, when they did that on the Monsters of Rock tour over in Moscow, I thought they were going to explode the entire amphitheater. I mean. Crowd went just ballistic. I mean, just unbelievable song. But in 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 Dimebag, with his sound, feel it's it's not all just feel. It's not all just Dimebag. I mean, they they were all. And these guys had a they had a history together. You got to remember, Dimebag and Vinnie Paul. They knew Rex. They all went to school together. Vinnie Paul started out as a jazz drummer. So. Uh, you know, they all knew each other. Phil was the one that came in, but he brought that, that, that golden sound, that voice. Uh, uh, that the hardcore sound. Kind of kind of sucks, man, uh, that the band split up uh, over, uh, you know, uh, Phil had some issues with some pain in his back, whether it was uh, due to arthritic uh, problems, but uh, instead of having surgery and turning to uh, holistic medicine, uh, he chose heroin and that ultimately uh, destroyed Pantera. Well, man, I I wanted to ask you about them because I I was noticing I was uh, you know doing some looking at some promos for some very modern bands bands that have been formed in the past you know five to seven years and many many of them cite Pantera as an influence. And so that just made me think of you, man, and how way back in the early 1990s, you turned me on to Pantera. You you were responsible for me going to that first show. I went and saw them in a little club in Cincinnati before they really had exploded because of you, man. And that was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, I 
tell you, I, I, I've, uh, we've had the joy of traveling all over the globe, I want to say, to see shows. Uh, I, I've had the opportunity, and I've been blessed to just to jam out to some of the greatest bands around and, and be in some of the greatest locations. And, and as you know, I've traveled worldwide, and, and if, if I can catch a show somewhere, I will. Uh, but uh, like I said, Pantera, they, it's they've changed a lot of music. And uh, it, even if you think about it, if you go as back far back as uh, Joe Satriani was surfing with the aliens, if you listen to that that CD with Satriani, you might even hear a little bit of Dimebag in it right there. Uh, I believe Dimebag may have listened to some Satriani. But uh, you know what? Well, the thing, the thing oh, that yeah. always got me about Dimebag was just the the guitar tone that he had the first time I ever heard them live I was like how can he achieve that guitar tone live? He's one of the greats. He's one of the We all go through greats. We all have the just like Randy Rhodes. With uh, it seems like the greats we always lose them. But uh, you know I think back Randy Rhodes with Ozzy, uh, one of the greats. You know, and then we had Dimebag, one of the greats, and we lost him, and, and we've lost others since then. Uh, you know, God rest his soul, we, we lost Lenny, you know. and uh, uh, But I tell you, a lot of people don't realize Pantera may have not been here because before they brought Phil in, if my, if, I'm, if my memory's right, Dimebag actually auditioned to be a guitarist with Megadeth, and Mustang was going to pick him up to be the, the second guitarist, but Dimebag said, if I come over, you got to bring Vinny. And they said, we, we're not going to bring Benny, we have a drummer. So imagine that lineup, what Megadeth would because, hey, Dave Mustang's already got a wicked sound and a wicked voice. You throw Dimebag's guitar in there and his riffs, man, that, that would have been crazy. But um, one thing and that would have, And that would have taken thrash in a different direction. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's already changing. Everything evolves. Uh you know, they just wanted to rock, uh, and that's what they said. They said we're not going to we're not going to paint ourselves up, and we're not going to be the black leather and everything. We're going to go out there and do our thing, and just jam. And that's what. And they didn't care how tall you are, how little you are, how, what color you were, as long as you just rock and roll, man. And that's what they wanted. And uh, to be so diverse as they were, a lot of people don't even realize that Dimebag and Vinny, on the side, they they got with David Allen Cole which will blow your mind, but uh, they got with him one of the, uh, I guess you would call him the monsters of country music, and they did a little, uh, I think they did a side venture called Rebel versus Rebels, but, uh, man, these guys are nuts. And, uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of it goes back to Dimebag and Benny's dad, Jerry, uh, having, pen, I think is it Pantago Records? Is it, I think that was the name of uh, their first uh the one that produced them before Echo got a hold of them, and they really took off. But uh, uh, ex- excellent, uh, excellent band. It's a, it's a tragic that we've lost uh, lost Dimebag in 2004, you know, and um, uh, that's when he was with Damage Plan. And uh, I don't know. But uh, Are you a fan of any of uh, Phil's more modern uh Projects. That, you know, uh, uh, I followed a little bit. Um, Phil, he, like Phil got super joint. He joined the the down, if you remember that. Right. Uh, and it was a 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, down, uh, he kind of that kind of came around probably 1991. Uh, they've had many superstars, and I think the current lineup though, Phil uh, is probably still singing for them. Uh, Pepper Keenan from uh, Corrosion of Conformity is a guitarist. Uh, I think Pat Pat Bruders from uh, Goat Whore. Uh, maybe in there, even uh, uh, Jimmy from Crowbar, maybe drumming. Don't don't uh, don't don't quote me on those, but I, I think that uh, if my memory does me best, I think that's who uh, is. Uh, They've had you know, a lot Rex, of guys in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rex, uh, you know, Rex went over uh, with uh, Kill Bibble Hill, and great bassist, great bassist. He's no Steve Harris, but uh, excellent bassist. All right, man. Well, I, again, I just I was just struck the other day looking at bands and so many of the modern bands that they still. You know, I'm no fan of nostalgia. I'm no fan of looking back to the nineties, eighties. But so many of them cite Pantera. So I wanted to have you on to to bring me back and talk about how great they were because I'll even admit, you know, Pantera they were one of the greats. Uh, they were one of the greats, and I tell you what, you, sometimes you, you you don't know what's in front of you, but you got to look behind you to remember where you came from. So uh, there's nothing wrong with nostalgia and looking back at the, uh, learning from the greats. But uh, uh, I've seen a lot of new bands out there, uh, young bands that I see uh, the Pantera in them. I see the sounds. Uh, I see that guitar cry uh, of Dimebags and uh, and that uh, that groove metal, you know. Uh, uh, see a little with five finger death punch, uh, 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 even uh, even Zach Wild with uh, uh, Black Label Society and then uh, Sevenfold. You got Hell Yeah, you know, uh, or uh, Inner Turmoil. Uh, you, you see a little bit of all all of them with that Pantera sound. Well, I'm not necessarily a fan of some of those, but unfortunately, we don't have any Pantera to play today, Mark. But as as I let you go, we're gonna enter in with another great metal track by Maryland folk metal band Second Guard. This is off their self-titled 2013 EP. Mark, are you ready for some heavy mandolin? I'm always ready for some heavily mandolin, all right? Well, this is for Second Guard.
That was Second Guard off their 2013 EP. You know, we love folk metal here at the Great Metal Debate. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my recent conversation with rowdy pagan meddlers Winterham from Cincinnati. I had a chance to interview this talented band last month at their show in Louisville at the New Vintage, opening for Stagecoach Inferno. You can check out that interview on SoundCloud and YouTube, as well as some live video from the set that I shot. Winterham's latest album, Blood and Shadow, has just been released by Sound Age Records, and it's a monster recording of folk metal, and one that will certainly be in contention for my best albums of 2016. So be sure to purchase the album and look for Winterham in concert near you in the near future. That's it for this episode. Now we've got more podcasts and more interviews in the works, so remember you can access all our content at The Great Metal Debate on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube, and also join in the Metal Debate by coming to our Facebook page. Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. <laughs>